Hello, hello, welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back with you today, joined by someone very cool. We're joined today by Caleb Hoffman, and we're going to talk to you guys um, about Caleb, and Caleb's going to talk to you guys about his, what he does in the sport. So, Caleb, welcome to the Gay Racing Podcast. Um, the first time we're having you on. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. I've uh, I've been super excited for this because me and Alex have been trying to work something out on this for like if literally like two months. So I'm excited to actually like finally yeah. be on and have it all <laughs> working. Yep. Um, Caleb, what? So you are a graphic designer for a truck series team. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so I am uh, official title is graphic designer and rap installation specialist, Ooh, specialist. for Rackley War. Fancy. Yeah, it's the, it's the fun words. Slay but that. Yeah, uh, basically all I do is I, I design stuff uh, mostly for like social media, which I'll, I'll start to get into here as I again get more like acclimated to everything. But uh, you know, mainly it's just rap installation right now. So all the trucks and all the late models are uh me behind the scenes just spending hours of my day at a time going going after him yeah that's cool that's awesome but yeah you are it's reckley war the 25 truck in the truck series and you said they have a pro late model team as well and you do all of that like you're going to do all that for the truck and the late models too yeah yeah so uh the the truck honestly I, I wasn't expecting to be able to like touch it while I got like acclimated and everything but literally like second day on the job they were like hey we need like stuff wrapped on this truck and there I was like oh okay like all right um, and that was that ended up being the the truck they ran at uh, Coda so that's mm. why if you go on my my Twitter at Caleb Hoffman ninety two so it'll plug uh, <laughs> um, that's why you see the the banner is of the 25 truck at, at Coda is because that's the that's the first ever truck I, I worked on. Cool. How many people you, are normally involved in that process of like wrapping a truck, like or at least for uh, your y'all y'all's team? Yeah, for us, it's literally it's me and then the the owner's wife. Uh, yeah. So we are the only two that wow, that wrap. Wow. Uh, like most of the crew guys can wrap like small little things, but when it comes to like numbers and sponsors and like the entire the side really of big, the truck yeah. basically yeah yeah that's that's all left to just us two so i mean it's 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 a lot but you know i i i ask kristen sometimes uh she's the wife of willie the the owner uh, and i ask her sometimes i'm like like how do you juggle doing all of this <laughs> like by yourself before before i was around but uh, yeah, yeah, I wonder. I wonder how many people like the you know like the top echelon of NASCAR. I wonder how many people they got wrapping a car like on that kind of level, like just in comparison's sake. But um, where's um where's that team located? And did you have to move for this position, or were you already living in that area? Yeah. So the the shop is in Centerville, Tennessee. It's a mm -hmm. super small town, and I mean like Centerville. Literally, you know when a town's like, called after like a location, that's a, yeah. that's small, bro. It, it's it's literally like <laughs> State Center, Iowa, I, Alex. <laughs> oh yeah, we've stayed there. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, driving through town. I remember the first time I ever drove up there was because you know after my. My interview they asked me to to you know come down to the shop and see everything and i was surprised at like how small this town was because the town i live in you know it's probably like a few thousand people maybe you know it's you know good size i guess um 
but that town is literally like four trailer homes and then you pull up and it is like a big ass race shop that's just behind a house and wow it's, it's just so it was so surreal pulling up because again weird. you're just in the middle of nowhere then all of a sudden you just start seeing like haulers and stuff as you're passing oh, and it's, oh it's, wow yeah whoa yeah i'm looking at the population was... and it's like a fraction of the size of like what people around here consider a small town but no yeah. it's not small that's yeah wow that's crazy yeah i i'll tell you literally um like my lunch break i i just start bringing stuff from home because the nearest restaurant is like 15 yeah. minutes away from our shop like we're wow. so in the middle oh my of god nowhere. yeah i live in a city i could never it's still that. bigger um, it's still bigger uh what's it called centerville is still bigger than state center alex by the way oh is it so yeah wow <laughs> really <laughs> um at least we had a gas station when we stayed there zach yeah <laughs> there was something there's something jesus Lord. um caleb i was gonna ask you do you know when like your first like paint scheme you made for them will be on a truck or a late model uh without giving too much away uh it should be here in about a month or so i'm actually so okay. as we record this tomorrow i'm going in with a pitch on a on a paint scheme Ooh, so. what goes into like giving a pitch and all that i'm curious um i'm sure for like bigger race teams it's like a big complicated process yeah. but for me it's literally i'm gonna walk into to willie's office and say hey i have an idea for a paint scheme okay. and see if he's on board with it yeah that's really cool that's so fun yeah and <laughs> And you probably have to have like some visual, like, do you have to have any visual examples? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a, I have a, a wrap file. It's kind of like waiting, ready to go. Cool. I'll probably get a render or something going later tonight. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna just walk in there with that idea, and uh, hopefully you'll you'll find out what that idea was here again in, a, in about a month. That's cool. Yeah. Cool. Um, what is not working in NASCAR? Like for a NASCAR team means to you because in your post on Twitter when you announced this, you called it the biggest day of your life. Um, I'm so happy for you. Like we've been friends for a while, and yeah. you told me all about this process. And uh, just what does it mean to you? Let our listeners know what it means to you. Yeah, I mean, as someone who's I, I've grown up around motorsports my entire life. I mean, literally, like some of my earliest memories are, are sitting on the couch watching, you know, mid 2000s Cup races, and uh, again, like just being so invested in it for so long uh you know that investment's really turned into passion and you know that passion over time turns into a dream so i mean to to be able to you know like clock in and then just be around the environment where you just have like actual like nascar race cars just like overview of your like office it's just, I mean, it was, it was one of the most real days of my life. Honestly, it was, uh, just an encapsulation of all the, all the work and everything that's gone into trying to make this into a reality. And again, all, all I can do right now is just continue to, to learn and grow while I'm there. Um, and hopefully again, I can just grow with this team and, and hopefully that those results translate onto the track here soon. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, yeah, right. it's like where passion meets work and that's the goal for everybody so yeah that's that's really you cool mentioned you mentioned you put a lot of hard work into this and if there's someone listening perhaps even on this call maybe zach and i uh <laughs> would want to get into racing uh, what would your advice be or what did you do to be able to do that honestly i mean 
a lot of it, yeah, is is hard work and just staying committed and and passionate with everything. But I mean, at the end of the day, you got to have somebody as well that's willing to take a chance on you. And yeah. you know, I will forever be grateful. You know, wherever my career leads me, I will forever be grateful to everybody here at Rackley War and uh, Willie especially for you know again taking this chance on me because you know I've been in college for three years I, like I don't have a, a degree or anything um, I'm still working towards it um, and you know I don't know I even know I'm blanking on how to say it but uh, hand in hand with with this job I'm, I'm still working towards that degree but I mean again it, it takes a lot to to take a chance on somebody like this um, and right. Yeah, the fact that they are willing to do this for me uh, is it, it just means a, a whole lot. Yeah, it's what awesome. are you what are you studying in college? I'm curious. Is it graphic design related? No, so a lot of my graphic design, honestly. So I've been you know just playing around with it since sixth grade. So a lot of it's honestly been super yeah. self taught. Same with me, um, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I went to art school, so I don't want to be like don't go to art school. <laughs> and I am an art teacher, <laughs> but at the same time. <laughs> Don't go to art. Like, I, I don't want to say that, but like, I don't know, yeah. man. That's different, different podcast. But <laughs> yeah, no, I understand what you're saying for sure. Yeah. Because I mean, I all those like in our 2003 paint schemes I used to do, like, yeah, completely self-taught. Like, I learned a little bit about mm-hmm. using like Adobe programs in college, but like, it's probably something I could have found on a YouTube video. But again, different podcast. But, yeah, um, and I mean, I... I agree totally with that. I mean, I have a huge design playlist on on my YouTube where it's just if I ever if I ever get like a recommended video and this is like a skill that I don't really know or I'm not familiar with, and I'll just I'll watch it and uh, then kind of add it to to the toolbox. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of that graphic design yeah. stuff is is self taught. I'm in school uh, for communications. I'm studying communications with a. Uh, it's. Damn, I need that degree. (laughs) Lord, yeah, we have a we have a cool program where uh, we have a sports media concentration. So it's it's all uh, like sports media related. It's it's yeah, it's a super cool program. Mm -hmm. I'm really happy to be a a part of it. And a a lot of that's actually where I got my start with uh, some of the photography stuff, uh, which again opened some pathways for this this job. That if I hadn't have had, I, I probably wouldn't be sitting in this position here today. Wow. You, I didn't know about your photo- your like venture into like photography. Like, was it for racing? Uh, yeah. So a lot of it, honestly, uh, we have a we have a newspaper at school. Mm-hmm. Um, so just as a part of the sports program, I would go out and like it'd be oh. like a school soccer game or uh, like a football game every once in a while. And then uh, last year, one of my friends invited me out to do photography stuff for him. He made a, a start at Hickory Motor Speedway last year. So uh, really cool. I just I yeah I went out there and all day sat in the pits and I actually have a, a funny story about that too was you know before that day I had never like really like worked at a racetrack for a day or anything like that and I remember waiting in line at the it's like the infield credential place <laughs> and we had it was like it was literally like some random like late model practice going on but like stepping out of my car and like just getting like the race fuel and the rubber and everything and standing in that line and hearing the engines go by. It was, it was just like a moment for me where it was like, yeah, this is, this is what I want to be doing for the rest of my life. That's cool. That's awesome. I get that. I can understand that feeling. Cause like sometimes when I'm at the track, I'm like, 
I don't hate being a fan, but it's just like it's something I want to do more than just be there. Right, right. You know, uh, you 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 want it to be, you know, your job. Obviously, yeah. you want to be doing something. You're gonna be working, literally, or working towards something. Um, do we do we ask you how you got into racing? Like when you were younger, because you said you've been watching NASCAR since you were a child. Like when, what was there anything? Cause for me, I got into racing because I played a NASCAR video game. It was NASCAR 07. So that's why I'm like, so like, you know, passionate about NASCAR video games. Cause it yeah. literally gets kids into the sport. So like, was there anything like mm-hmm. that? Like one thing that happened that really got you into NASCAR or racing in general? Yeah. I mean, I, I can't think anyone, but my, my dad, honestly, right. because he was, he was a lifelong race fan before me yeah. and same Before here. I was born, yeah, he, he, like, I have a huge Twitter thread about it that I could probably, like, retweet or something, but... Um, it's a good thread. Yeah, it was just a bunch of pictures from him and his adventures throughout the mid-2000s. Wow. It, it kind of just, it was like a, a look into NASCAR at its peak, basically. Um, but he actually, through that, before, like, I could, I was old enough to go to races, you know, besides, like, watching on TV and stuff... He had a huge uh, collection of diecast in his office, and they just fascinated my young child brain. Um, so I'd always like pull them off the shelves and play with them. So honestly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, between all of that and and watching races and, and his passion for it, I think a lot of it just directly kind of translated to me into uh, becoming just fascinated with it over time. That's really cool. Awesome. So we wanted to shift gears here. Um, another podcast to talk about here. Uh, yeah, I have not heard about before. You and you are a part of a podcast called Shrimp Hours, and I listened <laughs> to an episode. It is very funny. Um, it includes former guests of the Gay Racing Podcast, Davin at Drive Through. Love that guy. Uh, Rusty Walrus, not Rusty Wallace. Rusty. No, Walrus. not. <laughs> and and uh, Slap Shoes. All those guys and some other guys come in in and out like. Tell us about that. That's it's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like it. yeah. So we we had a podcast a few years ago where I was a I was a regular host on. We had a it was like a panel of seven hosts weekly. So it was literally just all of us inside of like a Discord call, just goofing her off. Um, yeah. And then, so yeah, that it died really quickly. I think we got six episodes in, and it died because uh one of our hosts was running like ten minutes late, and everybody else was just like, "Yeah, we're never doing this again." So we all. We all got off um, <laughs> and we just never touched it again. And then last year, uh, DT sent me a, a, a DM and was saying like, hey, can you record like a, a five to 10 minute like segment for, for a project that we're working on? And I was like, yeah, sure. Um, and so it was me when I was working at McDonald's last year. And uh, it was a, it was for the, the the first ever segment of the show called the Caleb McDonald's update, <laughs> where it was just mm. me going around McDonald's, like just putting cameras uh, like around like mid shift, just goofing around. So wow. uh, that was really fun. Um, and, and it kind of just took off from there where uh, we haven't missed a week since I think July, like mid July, something like that. So we're almost nice. on a year of it and uh yeah i'm not a regular 30, host. 37 episodes that's yeah so awesome we're, we're close oh my gosh because yeah. like i'm so happy to find this now because i love you guys you guys are hilarious i because i used to like watch all of your guys's content or like anything y'all would do like 
what like the 2020 like iRacing boom or like that whole thing or it's just like mm-hmm. I'm paying attention to like the virtual racing space more. <laughs> yeah. And I run out of podcasts normally on like Wednesday in my week. I run out of like my weekly like mm-hmm. podcast. So now I have like another thing to add. So definitely go yeah, check out binge. Shrimp Hours. It's on Spotify. I assume it's on like most, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Apple Music. It's on YouTube. It's a it's a wow. virtual podcast. I will say um I think Spotify, I think we have like video attached to it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. Uh so you can watch it with video there. Uh but I will I will recommend uh video for that because there are lots of visual segments we have. Not to spoil anything, but there's uh, there's a one segment called Dripper Drown where we raid all the all the Triple. paint schemes for the week. Oh, T, that's good. Yeah. Dripper Drown, oh, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. ooh, <laughs> yeah, ooh. that's a, that's a DT original. Love that. Ooh. And then uh, Slap Shoes, our resident historian, has right. a, a yeah, he has a whole segment on uh, like a history. Oh, y'all got uh, it. Y'all got it. Oh, it's it's, it's good. the it's formulas so that that slays. Oh, slay of the week to shrimp hours. That's <laughs> insane. I am so impressed with that. Like the just eat. Everyone has a sp- like. Y'all have specialties, and then you bring it. The presentation. This logo slaps. Like, oh my gosh, yeah, y'all need to check it out. I love that. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. oh yeah. The shrimp hours is is DT's baby. So uh, this is the greatest day in my life. Yeah. It's 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 super fun. <laughs> I, I recommend getting in there and and watching everything and getting caught up with it because there are so many moments. Like, I I love honestly like as much as I love being on that podcast, I love missing it as well because I can go back and yeah, watch then and you can see. Just, yeah, yeah, and it's there. There are so many moments that like I just find myself like fully like gut laughing where it's like yeah. I like my stomach hurts from laughing. It's so that's fun. the best. <laughs> Because it, it, so it sounds like like just how we do on the Gay Racing podcast, y'all have fun. It's it's yeah, fun yeah, and it's yes. fun for the fun for the listeners, fun for y'all. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I'm glad we all funds the way to go. And it's an outlet for us to talk about something we're passionate about. So that's that's great. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, y'all take again. Slay. It's a Gay Racing podcast. Slay of the week winner. So you got, you have to listen to it. <laughs> yeah, it get much better than that. I mean, hey, Fox Sports can't even get a slay of the week and y'all watch that every week, so I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, don't oh, don't get me started gosh. on them. Don't don't do it. Um <laughs> but so Shrimp Powers is great, but let's talk about Caleb. Let's talk about you and your IndyCar fandom because Alex Ooh. informed me that you're not actually y'all hold your pitchforks, the biggest IndyCar fan. And I can understand, as someone from like an NASCAR background, IndyCar is a little bit different, a little bit similar, but there are a lot of things different about it. Uh, what's, just tell me about it. I'm just curious, or Alex, if you want to like kind of engage Caleb with like some questions on like wh- wh- where do you stand on IndyCar, um, especially after the bomb or the banger Texas race they had. Like, what, what's what's going on? What do you got to say? What do you? I just want to hear what you got to say. All right, all right, we're putting me on trial here. Um, So I will say that that my hot takes are not going to age well today because they did just have like the race of the year at Texas. But to be fair, they only race those tracks like one and a half times a year, so it's yeah. And I'll I'll say that's the main discrepancy. Like for me, is I I I would be so much more involved in IndyCar if they had some like a, a. not even like majority oval, but just like a, a 
consistent routine with yeah. them where it's not just like two mm. ovals a year right basically um, yeah no i under i'm like that too yeah the biggest I, complaint. like it's it's just something for me where where indycar whenever i'm watching it just feels like rip off f1 because like mm. that's I, because there are so agree, many but that's well, yeah i know no, that's I tea I he's spitting let him cook let him cook <laughs> like if we had something that that F one doesn't do, which is race ovals, like these banked ovals, yeah. because I, I feel like IndyCar, okay. you know, they have the capability to do that in like a safe manner, and it's in a different way than NASCAR even races ovals too. Yes. I yes. feel like, yes. yeah, yeah, IndyCar. I feel like if they if they played into that, just like unique racing, where again they can have a, a balance of of ovals and road courses on the schedule, I feel like it would it would make it just a ton more enjoyable for me. Uh, personally, yeah. so that's my myself and a more take. consistent like schedule. Like it, Alex, it goes back, yeah. I think, into everything that we complain about mostly the schedule, yeah, yeah, yeah. the gaps in no. the schedule, yeah. no ovals. Mm-hmm. Like it's because, especially for like NASCAR fans, they they would love more oval races because that's what they're used to already. And then when they tune in, you know, they get invested into the championship. Maybe then they tune in for the street courses or the road courses, and. You know, they can, I th- I think the comment about it being like F1 or like whatever you said about it, I think there's some truth to it, honestly, but also they, I, I don't know, IndyCar, they, they do kind of outshow F1 most of the time on like these street courses, but I don't they know, do. you, it's hard, mm. they do, I see what you're saying though, <laughs> they do, like you're cooking, yeah, I, like it's not, cooking. it's not a, it's not a, I, I'm not saying that to like, yeah, shit on IndyCar where I like mm-hmm. I feel like IndyCar's racing product for sure is a lot better than F1. Yeah, and even like presentation wise, like so today uh, at Texas, you know, watching NBC's coverage of it was such mm-hmm. a breath of fresh air because I'm gonna get off of here and go watch NASCAR at Richmond and <laughs> probably never watch a Cup race after that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, yeah. Like, and and I, I tweeted about it vaguely, mm-hmm. but it was like. I, I miss honestly when when NASCAR gave me that feeling of like this is like the best motorsport like in the world. With, yeah. Because like, IndyCar had me feeling like that. I was like I was like I'm in. Like when's the next race? I don't know. We'll we'll right. be there. Right. Yeah. And I, whenever we talk about IndyCar, I'm like, oh my gosh, are you gonna watch the race? And you're like, there's a race. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I, again, and, I feel like y'all touch on yeah. that a lot. Is just yeah, we do. Marketing is terrible. It's just like. I don't know if you were like messing with me or not, but like last night we were talking about Texas and you said, I'm not going to watch. And I was like, they're on an oval though. You said you like ovals. You said you what like you ovals. You're lying. <laughs> yeah. What's, yeah. What's the T? What's the T? Oh uh, huh? yeah. I was completely just messing with you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. Alex sent me a but... follow up. He sent me a follow up today that was like, are you watching? And I was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but yeah, I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But, but no, like in all seriousness though, like, you have valid reasons for being like not a diehard IndyCar fan because it's like the schedule's weird. Like we are recording this right after Texas, like literally right after. Yeah. And the next race is in two weeks as of recording. So one week when everyone's listening to this. Um and it's Long Beach. Do you think you'll tune in for Long Beach? It's not an oval, but Yeah, I mean what do you a- think? again, I my my thoughts on it after Texas were if if this team can create a race of the year out of like the worst track that's like in on America. the schedule yep. in NASCAR, <laughs> then I, yeah. yeah, I 
already have so much more confidence in in their ability to put together like a good racing product. So uh, Long Jeez. Beach, you know, I might not be like flag to flag watching it, but you know, if if I remember that it's on and I like see it, then I'll yeah, I'll give it a shot for sure because of just okay. again how good Texas was. That's really cool, right? If they added like how many ovals do you want? Like you just want like an even split. Is well, yeah, so saying? like, uh, how many I races want. does IndyCar even have on it's the like, like seven? There are current seventeen. Are seventeen. I wish it was twenty. I wish it was twenty. That, I mean, yeah, again, yeah. That's. I mean, yeah. I don't understand why it's like <clears throat> we're gonna do our first race and then have a month off, and then we're Honestly, gonna do our second race and have like three weeks off. Yeah. Hell, we should have two. I we should have two races at Texas if we're not even at the same time. Two weekends. Do it. They lost an NASCAR they weekend. Now they, now they can have two banger races, two different weekends, sell twice the amount of tickets. Just saying. That's what Indi... Like, for these ovals. They need to. Yeah, I mean... Yeah. Something like I, that. So, yeah, I don't... I don't think a split, necessarily. If we did, okay. out of, like, 17, if we had, like, 10 road courses, 7 ovals, or something like that, yeah, where... just more balance. And again, I'm not too familiar with with the IndyCar schedule. Um, so I don't, I don't even know like what all the tracks on, on the schedule are, but I mean like, you know, including, you know, the obvious ones like the Indy 500, obviously. Um, Cause you know, there's you Indy, there's Texas, there's two Iowa, Iowa races, which is a short track and yeah, then gateway, yeah. which is a short track. That's it. So yeah, I believe there's right. five because yes. there's two at Iowa. And yes. yeah. And I mean, yeah. even, even in there, there's a, a pattern where these are like super, low banked ovals uh, you know like i feel like if you threw in like just spitballing here uh like a charlotte homestead yeah homestead would be perfect uh i was looking at something about like if smi and indycar could strike a deal like maybe you could end up going to like dover or let's bring Ooh, cooking. Kentucky. yeah i mean there, there's just so much possibility i dover. feel like if you pair up with an smi or something like that yeah um dover where I, I feel like you could fire yeah Bristol, I, yeah. I threw Bristol out as a joke, but I mean, I'm, Dover I'm as a bigger with Bristol. I'm half joking with Bristol. Joseph Newgarden would be the only driver out there. He, he would be the that. only driver. <laughs> He'd do it. God. Um, but we'll wrap the segment up in a second. But also on that, there was I think Connor Daly tweeted the other day like we should we should go back to Las Vegas, and I know that's a touchy Woo! subject for IndyCar fans. But that is SMI, and that's probably one of the best choices out there, to be quite honest. And the cars are a lot safer than they were, what, 12 years ago now? Yeah. So I think that that could be something to be co to consider, at least. Yeah, I mean, that's, like you said, a, a very touchy subject. But, I mean, he had a yeah. really a really good take on it that I actually found myself agreeing with, where a lot of these people, uh, a lot of, like, the people in the the replies were, were talking about how like you just you can't touch it after everything that happened there and connor was he basically made the point of you know you have to kind of move on with a lot of that yeah. and you know innovate and again always look to the past to make sure that you're not putting anybody in jeopardy or in danger or anything like that but you shouldn't close For yourself sure. off from that possibility at all which i i thought was a, a good take for sure. And it, it's kind of like if NASCAR stopped going to Daytona after a one yeah. or like what if something happens Indianapolis? Indy, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, yeah, it's a touchy subject, but I, you know, if we need more ovals, 
Now I, I know. Well, hold on. I know damn well y'all ain't about to put Las Vegas on the schedule before you put Pocono back on the schedule. Pocono's a triangle, not an oval. Okay, that's Alexander. True. Yeah, that's true. I, this, I'm this just, true. I'm just messing with you. <laughs> I'm going to hit y'all. I know damn I'm, well I'm y'all just, ain't I'm put, just messing with no, you. No, I know y'all ain't going to put Las Vegas. If y'all put Las Vegas on the schedule before you put Pocono back on the schedule, I will literally be irate. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, uh, that was a good segment. That was. Um. <laughs> Uh, before we move on to our guest question, uh, is there anything you'd want to else that we didn't talk about with you, Caleb, that you'd want to bring up? Uh, mainly, I would I would just like to to talk real fast about you know we could talk about it in conjunction with IndyCar, uh, mm-hmm. but I feel like I feel like right now uh, the Cup Series in in particular, there's just a lot of uh, I guess turbulence with it where like negativity. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. there's just it. It really feels like it's directionless, kind of just spinning its wheels right now. Uh, like there's an, a, a definite incongruence in what it wants to be and what it is what it every is. week. Every sing- yeah, that's the whole. Yeah. That's this whole culture, you know. Yeah. Like there and there's that whatever word you use incongruence. I love that word yeah. with the fans too, because <laughs> you still have that mix of the older fans that actually like racing and then the fans that you know they're kind of they haven't been watching for that many years and they're really kind of enticed by this whole everything that they've done for entertainment whether that's overtime whether that's the playoffs whatever so it's so hard i mean how do you even get like on the same page executive level or fan level and just push the sport forward in a direction when you have a like a six month long regular season that barely means anything either, it's just I. Yeah. That's a, that's a like what the what what you said is a very like short way of like putting kind of the big issue with NASCAR. It's just like that no one knows what's supposed to happen with the sport at this point because they are in limbo. And Alex, I think it was a long time ago we talked about Matt with Matt Weaver. It's like they need them they need to get in one direction soon. Yeah, they can't just yep. stay in this limbo. And I don't think being in limbo is making anyone happy. It's not. It's just making it worse. Because, yeah, Yeah. like, who really enjoyed the finish of the Daytona 500? Who really enjoyed that? Yeah. Like, I I don't think I don't even care if you like Rex and anything like they didn't want to see it end under caution. You know what I mean? The solution to that is not, you know, what they did at the all-star race. You we don't finish until we finish. Like that's not the answer either. So yeah, like, um, Kate, like Caleb, what I guess f- with NASCAR, like if you, I get maybe if I'll phrase it like this, if you were in control of NASCAR, what would like, what would be the first things that you're changing? Yeah. I mean, I, I my, my selfish input, I would, I would be back to like full power, you know, I, I like the stages. Just if we did the no stage caution thing that we tried out at Coda, I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, back to the traditional points format. But I think cool. I think honestly, not only are we too far gone down this road of, you know, playoffs and, you know, all of that. It's been almost 20 years at this point of this. Yeah. I, so I, I don't think we're ever going to see a traditional points format again for Cup, but I would love to see a return of the of the power. Um, you know, I know we've been trying some reduced downforce stuff, 
you know, maybe if you play with the the underbody arrow changes that they did with the next gen. Um, yeah. I'm not sure what the answers are, but all I know is is from again somebody who's been watching this, you know, since I was literally three years old. Um, that there is a a clear lack of identity with your top series that just it cannot remain how it has been this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. I like I know my interest with the Cup series honestly is at an all time low to where I'm not like I have I've watched I watched the Daytona 500 and I watched most of Atlanta and then the the last overtime restart at Coda like yeah again I I've I used to be one of those fans that was again like flag to flag every week so Me it's too. just it's kind of sad to watch yeah. to just be so apathetic about the state of the the cup series it's hard for nascar to get out of their negativity spirals because i mean we have this whole new the new car was supposed to fix everything right you know what i mean like yeah but i think there's more problems than just even the pure racing product it's it's just goes so much farther beyond how the cars race on the track is i don't know yeah. but um that's a that's a good that's that's a really good thing to bring up because alex and i talk about it all the time i was think it was last week or whenever like i kind of of the opinion of i don't think it's too late to ever go back on anything like they could go back to full season points some people will be mad but they'll be they'll just be mad for like a year or so then they'll either stop yeah. watching or get over it yeah, like, and then, then they'll see how much better it is and be like oh yeah it's yeah because like <laughs> oh, they yeah. went back yeah. on stage like stage breaks at road courses and they what else did they do they did something I don't know, but I think I think there's going to be a point with NASCAR where they will realize like, hey, we are a racing series and we need to do what's best for the racing and not for the whatever we think is entertaining. I don't know how long that's going to be, but I think there's going to be a time where they almost go backwards on some of these changes. I just don't know how long it's going to take. I might be like 50 years old when it happens. I don't know. That's the thing. (laughs) But we'll have to see. Like, over time... Over time's time is limited. I'm just saying. There's yeah, no way yeah, it's going to be yeah. like this forever. It can't. I agree. Um, it's yeah, too much. Yeah. I agree with you there, too. I, I, will, yeah. I will leave it off on the note of... I feel like... If you put the, the, the car back in the driver's hands, I feel like that alone will make everything so much more entertaining. Like, even looking back at, at IndyCar today, I mean... Pato literally lapped everyone like up to what was it like P2 at one point and that race was still just fun as hell to to sit back and watch I mean you don't you don't need side by side close racing every lap if if the cars are legitimately like on the edge of uh, the brink of disaster I'll put it like it is it is just thrilling to sit back and watch and and that's today it IndyCar had that feeling that I've been missing with the cup series for you know the past four or five years all right so we're gonna wrap up here we have our guest question that we ask every guest we have on the gay racing podcast and are you ready for the question caleb i was born ready for the question all right (laughs) love that spirit so you can drive a lap one lap in any car at any track what would you pick which car which track yeah uh, so does this come with the caveat that I have enough talent to drive said yes. car? Yes, okay. talent and safety. It's taken accounted for. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> so I would honestly like really love to like challenge like my technical ability and like 
drive a car track combo that is just like super hard to memorize and would be like super rewarding to just hit like a perfect lap on. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you again, I think if I drove one lap in a, in a, like a gen four cup car at just Daytona, oh. my life, my life would be fulfilled. Like oh. it would be the best not only the best moment of my life, the best day of my life, the best week of my life, the oh best year of my that's life. That's such a like a that's making me tearful. I don't know what the the image of a Gen Four car going around Daytona. I don't know why. Yeah, like just my heart. And, and it, it makes like, my heart I, beat. It really it's does. It's so boring of an answer, but I I, oh, I, I don't like think it. I need any. I don't I think like I need it. anything more. I mean, hell, as someone that's never driven a race car before, I would love that. That'd be great. Yeah, that might be my no. Like my answer, answer. My answer is probably like. I never even thought about my answer. I want to do Daytona Road Course, though. That's what I want to do. Ooh, That's my favorite cool. track ever. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Slay. Um, well, Caleb, yeah. thank you so much for joining us. Um, where can people find you on the social medias? Yeah, so uh, you can find me. I, I plugged it briefly, but on my Twitter, at Caleb Hoffman 92 is, uh, that's mainly where I'm active at. Uh I don't really use any more social media than that, honestly. Right. So uh, at Caleb Hoffman 92 on Twitter, uh, I guess for the sake of, of job purposes, if you want to follow at Rackley underscore war on yes. Twitter as well, I'll, I'll be active over there soon. So uh, cool. Sweet. Love to see it. That's awesome. Well, we are me and Alex are so excited to see what you do with Rackley Ware and with, you know, all their design department. That's really exciting to hear about. Very, very happy for you to get this opportunity of racing and, so excited to see you grow. It's something that, you know, I was getting a little emotional earlier when you were talking about just your passion meeting your job. And it's something like in my life I really want at the moment because I'm not sure if I have yeah. it. And it's just it's awesome. So, you know, that. Yeah, that's all I got to really say on that. Um, but yeah. yeah. So, um, Alex, anything else you want to say about Caleb or anything else or a conversation in general? Because it was a really good conversation. Yeah, this is a fun conversation. Um, thanks, Caleb, for joining us. We've been you've been wanting to come on our show oh, for yeah, a long for, time. Yeah, years. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm glad to make, finally make it happen. This is a lot of fun. Well worth the wait. Yep. All yeah, right. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on and and letting me uh, come on here and, and talk about racing for however long it's been. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, listeners, we're gonna take a break before we get to talking about Bristol Dirt. Dirt. Thank you, Caleb, and we will see you guys after the break. And welcome back to the Gay Racing Podcast. It's Zach and Alex back here. Um, thank you once again to Caleb for joining us on today's episode. Now, Alex, we get to talk about Bristol Motor Speedway's dirt race that NASCAR had um, on Easter. Yes. And it was an Easter miracle because I actually really enjoyed the race. It was quality racing throughout the entire, the entire event. Dare I say, one of the better races of the year um did yeah, not expect that i would agree with that. easter bunny working his magic with that race i li- like i don't know i've had still s- dirt has risen yes yes literally um i mean i had such a negative after last year i had such a negative um what's it called negative kind of perception of the dirt race and it wasn't just last year, it was the first year, too, because I remember saying right. it just seemed like NASCAR was not prepared to have a dirt race. 
it that was constant. Now, this year, the, I think a big difference maker is there was not really any weather the entire weekend, was there? I think there was rain um, on the Friday. Yeah. And that's it. That's it. But yeah. I think that was better time because it helped the track prep in a big way. Mm-hmm. And I think in general, they just seemed a lot more prepared this year. Like, there wasn't, like, it wasn't like a dust bowl. It like was it a was normal race. Year. We, it was a and normal race, muddy. but it was on dirt. Yeah. That's what that, which is what it yeah. needs to be. It didn't have to, like, the only thing different about it was the pit stops. Like, it didn't. Yeah. There was no like, oh, we have to go to single file restarts now, and oh, yeah, we have to stop the race because there's mud caked on all the grills, and you know, yeah. it was actually and felt I, like a normal race. I think NASCAR fans finally got an accurate representation of what dirt racing is actually like because that's the kind of dirt racing that I grew up watching was what we saw at Bristol on sun- Sunday. That's wild. That's bold. and because it it just wasn't stupid, you know. Yeah. Like there were some were silly racing. cautions here and there, but that that happens. And in guess any who was running series. up front? The dirt guys, Christopher Bell, yeah. Kyle Larson, Tyler they, Reddick, Chase Briscoe. They were actually running up now front. That they had, now that they had a proper dirt track, the dirt guys excelled. And I think that says a lot. Someone someone yesterday on Twitter or something said, it's not right when Joey Logano wins your dirt race. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I would discount that, but I mean... I just find I it interesting. I mean... Yeah. It is funny, but I think we did see like a more accurate portrayal of what a NASCAR dirt race should be and could be. Yep. And I saw some people saying like, "Oh, but there's holes in the track." That happens at any dirt race. So yeah. you're, you're going to get that. I'm glad they didn't throw and, a caution for it. To be yeah. honest with you, I thought they would. I was getting a little nervous about it. Yeah. What were they gonna do? They didn't though. Just take dirt from the apron and put it in there. Like, is that what? Like. I, <laughs> I guess. Who cares? Just try like, I don't know. I've been to some races where a, a rut will get so big that they will like take dirt. Yeah, like I get that. In. But I don't think that one was that bad. I like I just don't think a lot of people understand. Like that's part of the surface. Like you know, Darlington's rough. It is dirt. Like, the surface gets yeah. more rough as the race goes on. Yeah. Yeah. Like holes are gonna form a lot easier than an asphalt, obviously. But um, but yeah. Speaking of the dirt guys, like I think. Again, the dirt guys running up front, Christopher Bell winning kind of speaks volumes on the quality of the race and the drivers. The drivers obviously had control to, uh, last night and he was holding off Tyler Reddick. Um, it was it was setting up to be a really good finish because Reddick, you know, he we had closed in well, on him. like half a half a lap to go. I was expecting the slide job. Which would have been cool, but um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a caution. Which it's you know, it's fine, but it, it could totally. <laughs> God, like you know how close that race was. Every NASCAR race actually, disaster. every single NASCAR race is so close to just becoming a circus, a thirty minute hour circus. Like yeah, for no reason. Yeah, but no, like Tyler Reddick had done a slide job, I believe it was on Briscoe. Yeah, right toward, later in the race to get up to second. And that was a solid move. It wasn't a full slide job, but he got the job done. It definitely slowed both of Bell. them down, though. Like it, it, it did. Bell got away a lot with that. Um, but then and that's the it risky was part of a slide job. God, it was so interesting seeing. Here's the thing, too. It's like overtime, two laps is not enough for really good racing. Anyways, seeing that racing play out over the ten laps, seeing Tyler close in on Bell, um, wondering what he's going to do in the final laps. Um, that was good. Like that, because yeah, I think 
we kind of imagine dirt racing being this really fast paced, you know, everyone's pulling sliders and stuff. That race, obviously, with these bigger stock cars is not that same pace, but Mm -hmm. still, like, it's a little bit slower, like, in terms of, like, the amount of moves guys are making, but you can still, you know, guys are still pulling off moves. It's just, you know, they needed a few laps to set it up, which I think is fine. Right. It's perfectly fine. But, like, an overtime restart was not going to give us the same quality and driver control that we saw last night. Right. I think we got a... Exactly what we needed from that exactly race. I was what, satisfied. That race, like the Mario movie, did exactly what it needed to do. <laughs> it did exactly what it needed to do. And I say that, like, actually, like, I cannot think of a big thing that I'm like, oh, well, the track or NASCAR should have done that. Like, And that is huge coming from this event. Because this event, the last two years, as I said, has been the epitome of just not being prepared or just like mm-hmm. we don't know how to actually do this. We're just tr- we're just trying we're trying to do it for TV ratings. Like but that felt like an actual event that had preparation. It was professional. It felt professional. Surprisingly. For sure. And I also want to give a shout out to Austin Dillon who was I think that was one of his best runs of his career. Yeah. Again, night. letting these drivers all night long. Letting these drivers express yeah. their skill. I mean Austin Dillon I think he's one of the. I th- have we said that before? He's one of the more underrated drivers in the Cup Series right We've now. We said that. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, I think we said like if we were we did like a tier list, we would put him like a B tier. Yeah. While someone put him like in C, I think he's very underrated. Yeah, I mean, he's been in and the I sport think he for showed ten that years. Last night. Yeah, and Todd Gilman, yeah. who's like racing for his career right now, because he's what there's going to be six races where he's not going to be in the 38 car. It's going to be Zane Smith instead. Like he's. Trying to you know show himself, and he ran up front a lot last night. I in the top five at points, finished P eight. That's amazing. Exactly what he needed to do. Very impressive. Yeah, and this race it it had a lot of comers and goers in a way too. Like it was interesting throughout. Like I didn't exactly plan on watching this race start to finish. I was hanging out with family, but it was actually engaging enough. Yes, it was. I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna like me and the family gonna watch it all together, and it was fun. Yep. And because, you know, Larson won a stage, he was up there a lot. Reddick was up there a lot. Uh, Bell was up there a bit. But it wasn't just like, and it'd be fine if it was, but it wasn't just flat out dominated by someone or whatever. Like, it was enjoyable the entire race. So, yeah, easily best dirt race of them all so far. I I have to agree with that. Um, it miles above. Like, this actually makes me think, you know... Is there value to this over the concrete Bristol race? Like having this instead of another a second concrete race. That for the first time I'm like there might be something here because that was a good product. Like which right. I I will admit that. I'm interested. Oh, I didn't even listen to the teardown. I don't I wonder what Jeff Gluck thinks cuz he, you know, was like me did I didn't not listen to that either. Yeah, cuz I didn't go anywhere today. I was off today, so I didn't listen to podcasts. That's I and I assume the general public or the the like, I haven't been on Twitter much. Like d- people like this race, right? Besides the you know the race From what I things, saw, yeah, we'll get into but. some people are some people are still very negative on it and should just and have two concrete crystal races. But I, it's just like I don't think you're going to ever go back to two regular Bristol yeah. races. If you do that, you're going to lose this spring Bristol race. Yeah. I just don't think they'll go back to that. Well, sure. I mean, 
I I wouldn't say they're never going to go back. The only thing is like I'd be surprised. Sure. I mean, because it's really valuable for TV and this Easter Sunday night, whatever audience they're getting, which I guess they are getting an audience because they're doing it again. But like also think about, I guess, is it that much better than a concrete race? Like for them to spend all that money, you know, they're spending a lot of money to change that track into a dirt track. Is it actually worth having this dirt race again i talk about the logistics of that so much like because it Mm -hmm. just kind of it stresses me out (laughs) i don't understand how they can do it but i guess yeah it's enough they see the worth in it the track does even though the the attendance yesterday wasn't the best obviously it's easter i think the attendance attendance was still better than a regular old spring bristol race would have been yes I think it still would have been more than that. I don't know, man. Go back to Bristol, three hundred laps, cup race. Let's do it. I'm just saying, concrete. Like I don't, I don't think anyone would show up. I would. No one would before. You were? Are you there? You've never been to Bristol. <laughs> you weren't there. <laughs> yeah. what you talk about. I was. I'm not showing up to a dirt Bristol race. I don't want to get dirty. <laughs> so you're saying you'll go if they got rid of dirt Bristol next year and you went. You would go to paved Bristol. Yes, I will. I will say. I'll say this right now on this podcast. I will That's cap. I'm not capping. Cap. I will buy my own tickets and I will go. There's no damn way. Yes, I will enjoy huh? my. I will enjoy getting rained on, <laughs> mm. and then missing the race because I have to go to work the next day. I will very much enjoy mm. that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Because it. Because it is a question if this will be back next year, because they normally, the past few years, have confirmed, hey, this will be back next year on the schedule. They did not do that this time. Oh, we must be going to they Nashville. They said we're going to evaluate We're and going see. to Nashville. That's why. I bet. I think they're going to see how North Wilkesboro goes. We're going to Nashville. Woo! Dolly Parton! Let's go! <laughs> Let's get but it. To, I think, personally, what they should do Maybe try this one more time and on the fourth of July. I know Yo, that's NBC weekend. Cook, you're cooking. Yo, wait a minute. Right? Wait right? a minute. Wait, so, wait. Whoa, 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 so, whoa, 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 whoa. I do know. I do know you that do? this was Fox Sports's idea. This yes. can be their send off. But that that can be their send off. This can be their last race, right? This can be their last race of the season and the fourth of July. I just think Easter, people want to spend their time with family. I think 4th of July is more of a sporting day. I don't think Chicago makes any sense for 4th of July. Chicago, 4th of July. Yeah, you grilling hot dogs on the sidewalk? Like, what is Yeah, that don't make no sense. Yeah. Bristol dirt, 4th of July. Try it. You have better weather. It ain't going to be raining, like, as often. I, I think you should try that. And then if people still don't show up, like, at least in, like, you know, like 50,000 more people or something then maybe do something else. But I don't think this Easter thing works. Give the teams a week off back. But that's what I would do, personally. Mm-hmm. But um, if that if they don't want to do that, I would just go to a regular dirt track, such as Eldora or Knoxville. They already have Knoxville on the schedule. They've done Eldora and trucks. Knoxville's in the truck schedule, or at least it was. I'm not sure if it still is. I have no idea. Um, But, you know, go to one of those. And or the Charlotte dirt track, you know, like whatever, if it has to be an SMI property and just try it. Well, I just part of me is like, I think we should be on dirt. I do think that I 
okay, Kyle Larson disagrees, but part of me is like, if we're going to have a dirt race, I feel like we shouldn't just have one, especially, like, I wouldn't mind another I dirt agree. race like that, like. It's kind of like how we had two road courses forever. God, if it's going to be on the schedule, why is there only one? But then it starts, but then it starts getting to, like, okay, should one of them be in the playoffs, and then it's like. That I don't know. See, that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to say no, because it's like, why not? It's a If it's good enough to be a points race, why is it not good enough to be on the, the playoffs? Because right. they'll put anything in the playoffs. Dude, I'm mean, just saying. I'm just saying. Look at the elimination races. They, like, <laughs> first, personally, personally, if it were me, I would look at what... um. The all-star race kind of just rebrand that and make it in some special race all three series on dirt but just in general make that like an all-star weekend i don't know yeah for d- dirt they could they could try yeah. doing something or like that. take a take a page from srx and go to some dirt tracks across the country that can you know reasonably do this yeah i think that'd be cool and make it a non-points race i think that'd be cool yeah, but if you're gonna make it a points race, I do well, think you need that. With at how least dirt, three. God, with how dirt Bristol was going before, it's like ah, I would have been on the party of making it no points. But n- now, I don't know. That was a quality was race, but then it's like hmm. it's weird. I mean, the schedule's so diverse. I won't. I won't say too diverse to where it's like mm-hmm. you know you need such a wa- ver- varied skill set. But at the same time, you don't because of the championship format. You just need to be good at like one type of track, and if you get a win, you're good. But, eh, I don't know. It's interesting. We'll, we'll have to see. I, I, I doubt we're not. We're not. We're definitely not getting a second dirt race anytime soon. But, um, but the race also it was a little. It wasn't. You know, we would love if you know all of us were being adults and we were just you know racing. Um, but my man's <laughs> Kyle Larson and Ryan Priest got into it a little bit. Um, so let's talk about that a little bit because, uh, and what did we talk about this last week? Ryan Priest after Coda said these guys need an quote ass kicking, horrible language, um, <laughs> and so apparently Larson got into him earlier in the race. Like he, I think he shut the door on them off the corner. I don't remember. Yeah, I didn't. I don't remember it. Um, no. So then it ends up Ryan Priest kind of shoves him in the wall, and then down the straightaway, Larson's car veers down, hits Priest, Larson wrecks. All this drama. Um, so Priest says he didn't mean to um, wreck Larson, which well, yeah, he's been paying attention. If you do, he, he, if you admit that, you get a big penalty. He studied. He studied. He studied for the the exam. Um, yeah. And this gets into the whole thing. Jeff Gluck brought brought it up on Twitter because it's like, what's the difference between Ryan Priest running Kyle Larson into the wall, but versus Denny Hamlin, um, running Ross Chastain into the wall? Genuinely, there what's is the difference? no difference. There is quite literally no. There difference. is no difference. Um, what's the difference but between that I, and like? I bet Priest. I bet Priest won't get a penalty because he oh. didn't admit he did it. Oh. And he doesn't drive for Hendrick. If Larson does, bitch. If Larson does the same thing, uh, penalty. They hate Rick right now. Yeah. They are giving. They are handing out the penalties, man. I'm to just but, to Denny but, Hamlin and Rick Hendrick. What's up? If Chase Elliott comes back and dumps someone, we can't see anything. We can't see anything. 
Oh my god. Um, I'm half joking, but also am I? No, you're not joking. Really? You're not joking. <laughs> Name one time but Chase Elliott. Is... Has Chase Elliott ever been penalized? Ever? Nope. I can't think of anything. Nope. Has he even gotten Maybe. a speeding penalty ever? I know he has, but has he? Has he really? I'm not sure. I bet he has like two. In his whole career. I don't two. know. But this is, it's a worthwhile conversation to have because it's like, Freeze obviously did that on purpose. And personally, I don't have a problem with it. If you have a rivalry That's and you're NASCAR. mad at someone, That's by all means, yeah. do it. That's They're NASCAR, obviously self-policing. Right? Yeah. And it wasn't like, like fine. it wasn't that gnarly. Like it's not like he like hooked him at a no. super speedway. Like, yeah. But in NASCAR's eyes, they penalized something very similar to this. I would say like the same exact thing. It is, and they it was, gave yes. Hamlin a points penalty and all that. It's just like, so what are they gonna do if they don't do anything here? Then like they're not being consistent. In my opinion, they shouldn't. But they've set a standard and opened a big can of worms now. It's yeah, just like I don't get it. You can wreck somebody on purpose. You can even maybe admit to it. You can admit to it on the interviews post-race. Because people have been doing that the last few years. Like, Mm -hmm. you know. But you can't go on your podcast and admit it. That makes no sense. That's dumb. I would like to admit that I did throw the blue shell at Dreamy Zach. You would like to admit that gonna, you hired Ryan Priest to wreck Kyle Larson, my fantasy pick. Yeah, for fantasy. Okay, yes, I will be sending NASCAR an email in the morning. Mm, okay. Have fun with that. What's the see you in court, sweaty? <laughs> see you in court, sweaty. I will appeal, and unlike Denny Hamlin, I will win the oh appeal. Because I have Rick Hendrick's lawyer. I listened to um that emergency podcast he made on Friday about the appeal. Um it was it spicy. broke my heart that it. he like had so much confidence that he was gonna win it and like he presented Aww, such a good so... case. And then And he was like high fiving people. And then the appeals panel read off a fifteen second thing that like we're gonna keep everything how it is. Bye. And he was so like, huh? What? That's it? Did we <laughs> it win? Like, they, like it's done? <laughs> Yeah, oh my gosh. There's um it's a shame that we have a quality race, but of course we have all these we have a lot of politics going on in NASCAR right now. I don't think I've ever been a part of right. the NASCAR fandom and I've seen this many actual like politics in the sport like going on yeah. um, outside of the racing. It's it's I don't want to say it's ridiculous because this is a serious like it's a business. It is. People's money are on yeah. the line. Um you know, people's competitive championship, you know, teams are kind of being affected by this, but oh, the appeals thing though, yeah. like I don't the I don't know what you're supposed to do about it. I don't have an answer cuz like I like and I guess we're talking about the appeals panel now, but um well, actually yeah. we'll talk about that we'll later. Have more, in the tea. We'll, we'll talk we'll about have that more in the T later. Yeah, we'll just but, talk about that. Let's keep yeah, talking about Bristol. But, um but talking about the Larson Priest incident. Yeah. Larson Stayed on his old tires and just kind of like dropped like a rock after that it was an interesting moment, and that's what got him back there by where Priest he spun was. Out, and right? that's what, yeah, he yeah, spun, he out, spun to out back there, yeah, because he didn't yeah. pit after and stage then, two. Mm-hmm. God, Cliff, what is wrong? Cliff, it was weird, dude. I, I was very why would confused you do that? by that? If you're gonna pit once, pit Cliff, damn it, Ugh, whatever. <laughs> 
But yeah, and that's what got him back there by Priest. I don't know if this happened while Larson was leading or what, but Priest yeah. was saying like Larson thinks he's better than everyone else, which he kind of is. He is but, though. You know, whatever. I, like Ryan Priest, I get it, but you, but, I think Priest but, needs to chill out. Yeah. Low key, he's talking about beating everyone's yeah. ass. Like, do it then. You, I, I want someone. Then. You, so, you heard me a few episodes ago. Please do it. I'm begging you to. But bro, how many yeah. cup wins do you have? You need to chill out. Like this yeah, is your I, first Tony Stewart, his his Boston sound too happy in the booth last night. So I don't you better calm down, I think, you a little chill out. Like, especially with the year y'all been having, you need to chill out. This is the first points race that you've been in contention to win or run up front for all year. You need to chill out. Larson's been Larson okay. literally won last week. And I know I'm a Larson fan, but like it's just I don't know. Like it's NASCAR at the same time. I mean, if you're gonna, if you don't like how Larson races, then wreck him. Well, he did wreck him, so I guess you mm-hmm. know he did do that. But you know, if you're gonna beat people's asses, beat people's asses. Like, do more talking on the track, yeah, or you know, do more swinging off the track. Do what you need to do, but you don't gotta be like what he said yesterday. What he's saying? Oh, let me pull this up. He said, um, you know what I'm sick of excuses. From now on, it's game over. Ari Disney Channel. Okay. Yeah, I was going to say, it sounds like a Disney Channel quote. My man's on Disney Channel with these quotes on the radio last night. That, my man crazy. Yeah. God. Um. Speaking of drivers that love wrecking people, Joey Logano, horrible night. He loved wrecking himself last night. That's who we wanted to wreck last Great night. Transition. Oh my God. Every Great transition. Every single there. one restart, he's <laughs> literally just like in the wall for no reason. Like, no reason. No, he, again, wrecking himself. Yeah. Like literally, literally, it was so funny. Just every time the camera would pan to Logano, he's backwards in the wall, wrecking. It was God. Just had a great night, Joey Logano. Did. Yeah. Um. Poor guy. He finished. He didn't even finish the race, did he? No, he uh, DNF. Oh, finished last. Bro, apparently Michael McDowell. Um. Apparently Michael. Yeah, he McDowell, did two three sixties. I that would have been cool to see. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, wh- while the booth is screaming Whoa, about it. Yeah, Whoa, Michael McDowell, he spun! <laughs> We're following someone else perfectly like the leader. calm and good. two-second lead or something. And Fox never panned the camera. We didn't get a replay for, like, what, 15 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> like, like uh, bro, what typical. are we doing? I, am, I don't know. And Mike Joy was going off about Alan Kowicki at one point for no reason. Which, like, you know, respect to the man, but lord, but, it was irrelevant. There was a reason. It was just very It was just because Hooters. They, they, he saw yeah. a Hooters logo and was like, it, this reminds me of Alan Kowicki. It's the same paint scheme, but black. That's not the That's same not the same scheme. paint scheme, bro. That's not the I same paint so scheme. I was so confused. It's the same paint scheme, but um, black. Nope, it's not. It's all not. respect to Alan Kowicki, but that was just a very <laughs> weird moment as well. Um, just, you know what else Fox is a weird weirdness. moment? What's weird? When Chase Briscoe on the final restart spun Ryan Blaney, I was not even surprised. It's just a typical Alex, Ryan Blaney fan moment. that's how I feel moment. in fantasy. All my drivers, something... Uh, they've been spun the last two weeks. When they're, like, yes. running up front. I love that for me, but like, you you know, like what is going on? I love it. It, it, No one asked if you loved it, Alex. I'm just saying this is ridiculous. Lord have mercy. But Um, Blaney. Poor Ryan Blaney. I forget he exists. Poor Ryan Blaney, man. 
I mean, this is like the first time he's been like on TV on, all year, yes. I feel. Yeah, like and Menards has been not of course, getting, been getting any advertisement. I have yeah. I don't I I kind of forgot they existed too. And of course he gets spun. I it was just like he ain't gonna win this race. There's no way. And then he gets spun by Briscoe, and Briscoe did apologize. He said it was a very un bad move on his part. That race wasn't crazy um, enough for Ryan Blaney to win. He no. You know what I mean? Like, like someone had to be like flipping. He would have to have been like thirteenth and come yeah. from thirteenth to first and last corner to win it or something. Yeah. Yes. It was for Ryan Blaney. Uh rough night for Team Pinsky. I think Cendric finished like top fifteen or so. But well, yay. Weird night cool. for Pinsky. <laughs> yeah, where did Blaney finish after getting spun? I think twenty third, twenty fourth. That really sucks. Yeah, right yeah. behind Denny Hamlin and right in front of my bestie Ryan Priest. Cool. <laughs> wow. Yeah, um but yeah, I mean that's really most of the well, okay. So NASCAR race control Okay. Let me start here. I loved how when a, a car would just spin, we didn't throw the caution. And mm -hmm. I know that's bold. Cause most everywhere we go, if a car spins, it's a caution. And it makes sense. It's oval racing. We go fast. You know, if they're on the track sideways, you can, you kind of have to throw a caution for that. But this dirt racing thing is a little bit different, just because I, they're going a bit slower. Um, you know, the track is it's wider than normal Bristol. Um, but you know, a guy could spin, get it back going, and no caution. And that happened many times last night, except when it didn't. Because when Kyle Busch spun to the apron, not even on the track to the apron, they throw a caution. And we all know why. It was like already in the pits. Because guess how many laps to go it was? Like under 20. So we know why they threw the caution. Let's not act stupid. We knew, we know why they threw the caution. Um, That's just... Yeah. But also, when Michael McDowell did a 360, the first time they threw a caution, and then the second time he did it, they didn't. I think... You know, they're so inconsistent. I think Tony Tony brought this up on the broadcast. It's like you know they want to keep this race going. Um, they don't want us to stop for these little spins. And like, I agree, but like, I think it should be consistently like, let's keep this race going. Not like, oh man, yeah. this race is kind of boring. Let's look for a reason to throw a caution. You know, or oh, Daniel Suarez is loose. Let's throw the caution. Like. That's what I want them to start getting away from. Just like I don't think a caution should be viewed as like something you need for the race to be entertaining because that's that's what NASCAR right. sees cautions as. They see it as an entertainment element and not a safety safety thing. So, because um, I mean that race last night, the racing under green flag when the drivers had more room to work was a lot better, or more room to make moves was a lot better than the the restarts. Honestly, yeah, and I don't say that at many. It's hard to say that at most tracks, honestly. So, right, that's so my yeah, flop of the week in my opinion to NASCAR's race control because that like, what are you doing? Like, just make up your mind. This was a good race. It didn't it damper it too much for me. It was just but silly. It was close. Um, I mean, what if we had more overtimes or or, or if we had overtime if at there all? There would have been. Oh my gosh. That, I think that's why this is probably my race of the year now for NASCAR, because it didn't have overtime. Oda would have been that, and it was until this weekend, but it had overtime. Yep. So, 
Same with Daytona. Daytona 500 would have been my uh, race of the Daytona year over time. Quality and this race was quality. So, I mean, anyway, yeah. I don't even know who spun the last lap. I think it was Chastain or something. But I, you know, I it yes, Chastain. it sucks, but oh well. I didn't need to spend 30 more minutes watching that race. I was perfectly content with what we had. Um, yep. Tyler Reddick, if he wanted to win, he should have made. He should have taken the lead sooner. So that's yep. skill issue. Um, that's it. <laughs> but yeah, um, that's really all I got to say about the race. I think. Um, yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. Like we talked about, to see what happens with Bristol Dirt or what we what they do with the schedules. It sounds like it's not certain. Yeah. Um, like I, I said, I do think they're waiting to see how North Wilkesboro goes before I, they make it yeah. any decision. And Texas, I think they're waiting on both of those. I definitely don't think we need to. Um, I don't know if we need to be what racing on need? Easter at all. Wait, not to go, not to go. I agree, not to go back to that uh, topic we talked about last week. But what if it'd be bad for IndyCar, obviously? But what if they made Texas into a dirt track, like a proper dirt track, like a permanent dirt track? Yeah, like it's a short track, but it's cool. Oh my gosh, the internet! The saying that could be cool. It could be cool. Yes. So like a short Dirt. track. Sorry, internet was being weird. So it's a short track. Like they reconfigure it into a short track, permanent dirt. IndyCar obviously no yes. longer goes there. Hmm. Uh. IndyCar would need to up their game and get more speedways. Yeah. Something to think about. I'm sure they're way in all sorts of options right now. You said IndyCar needs to to get... We're starting the T now? Hmm? Are we starting the T now? Are we ready to move on? Yeah. Well, so IndyCar needs to get more ovals, Alex? Yes. Wow. Um, That's good. (laughs) Because apparently... (laughs) Well... I think they need more speedway ovals, but Milwaukee Mile is not a speedway oval, but, but it is another oval. They are talking to Milwaukee Mile, the people in talks with Milwaukee Mile, the track itself. Um, <laughs> you know, keep talking. <laughs> Just keep talking, bro. I mean, yes. Yeah, we I don't care we if talked it's not about speedway. this last year. They're going fast we enough. We talked about this last year when it was reported, and I it'll probably happen. I mean, it sounded like it was going to happen last year. It didn't. Uh, NASCAR's racing the trucks there this year. Um, so How many times has that on. track been resurrected? <laughs> Several, I Several. think. Well, let's keep it alive this time because I love it. I'm, I like I'm, it. Because, like, I like Gateway a lot. I think Milwaukee's really cool. Um, like, Indy, IndyCar belongs at Milwaukee. It's no question about it. So let's just get it back on the schedule. Sure. Um, I hope those talks go well, and hopefully we see it on the schedule next year. So same, I agree. Yep, hopefully. So this one's interesting, and I'm curious what you think, Zach, because the Chili Bowl Nationals, the midget series that run the midget race that runs in January, uh, they are looking for a TV partner for 2024, like a big, like Fox, NBC, like whoever. Oh, yeah, network television. Oh, and our. They are leaving Lucas Oil's Mav TV. Lucas Oil has been the sponsor of the Chili Bowl Nationals for quite a while. My problem with this, I have several problems with this, is that one, they lost Larson and Bell because the pay to win this race is like trash. So like how are they going to pay a TV network if they can't pay yeah. the drivers winning the race? That doesn't make any sense. That's That's what I'm wondering. And also, this race doesn't start until like 
1 a.m. Like, what? <laughs> what network? I mean, you know what? Actually, all the networks are available at 1 a.m. No, if Jimmy they Fallon. Keep, if they don't not change Jimmy anything. Fallon. I'm watching Jimmy Fallon. I ain't watching no Chili Bowl. What? Yo, you're getting... <laughs> Actually, Alex, I'm just saying it's 1 a.m. I'm trying to watch the end of the Daytona 500 at that time of year. Oh, you're watching the end of a NASCAR race. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I mean, it is in January, but, you know, well, actually, no, Formula One's trying to expand their schedule. I'm trying to watch Formula One on the other side of the world because they're going to race at Mm. 1 a.m. soon. You know, that's what I'm trying to watch instead (laughs) of the Chili Bowl. Um, I mean, yeah, I, I don't know how you don't pay your drivers. You don't even have Kyle Larson. Because if Larson and Bell are like you know still there committed to running it, then the NASCAR fans are tuning into that easily. It's yes. Then it's this is something they needed to do two years ago, right? And yeah, then I feel like it's a little late because then that TV money would have helped them. You know, pay the drivers more, pay the winners more, keep them in there. Um, so I wonder if that's not the plan. I to guess. get more TV money. Because isn't that where most of the money more? comes from for NASCAR? Yeah, at, so that so. must be... I guess that's their... Okay, so we see why they're doing it, but it would have been nice yeah. if you had, you know, Larson or Bell. Well, I guess... Yeah. Well, I guess next year they can boost the purse up a lot because they're getting... They are, you know, going to get TV money. I guess. If they get it. I think they're just searching for a network. I don't think they are talking necessarily. And, like, if you're Fox or NBC, do you really care about the Chili Bowl in January? I mean, is I football going to be on? When does it rate run? A Saturday night at 1 a.m.? <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, it's like an all-week thing in January. Yeah, the NFL playoffs would be going. So would any network even want this? In January. Well, Saturday. if it's Saturday night, like for the main event, if it's, yeah. I don't, do you I show? I bet only the main event would be yeah. on network TV. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So... Well, the playoffs? Do the playoffs go on in January? Not on Saturday night. They don't play on Saturdays. What about college football? Okay. I don't know about college football. That I don't. I don't know. But Ugh. still, that's like prime football time. Playoffs are going on. You know? And it's like this race runs. It's supposed to start at like 11 p.m. or something. But it never starts Why at that time. it start so late? I don't know. It's really weird. Y'all need well. I yeah, think TV. They need to figure well, that out. TV will make them start where TV wants it to start, and for the first time in history, TV will want a race to start earlier. <laughs> true. Very true. I mean, I'm just saying. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. We'll have to see how that develops. That's actually really interesting. Because yeah, and I'll you be know honest, what? that'll get me to watch the Chili Bowl. Yeah. I wonder if they're not just talking about like TV partner, but I wonder if they want to be on a bigger streaming platform because this was on Flow Racing, a huge like smaller like they air like dirt track stuff on Flow Racing all all year round, and they were on that as well as Map TV last year or this year. Yeah, and uh, I wonder if they're like wanting to be on like ESPN Plus or Peacock or something, or if they actually do want to be like on an NBC. I don't know interesting to follow this that'd be interesting i don't know i mean it's what it's the most prestigious dirt race in the country right for midgets for midgets for midgets right oh because knoxville's like yeah yeah, for midgets yeah okay there's several several bigger i would say but for like midgets it's for midgets yeah Yeah. chili bowl okay well lots to see um yeah well i wait well actually it's called it's called a bowl so that kind of fits in with football 
Got the Chili Bowl and then the Super chili Bowl. Bowl. Five, or uh, whoever has the Super Bowl next year can pick it up. <laughs> the oh, chili Bowl and the Super Bowl. <laughs> Get your Chili Bowl before the Super Bowl. Oh, my God. Right here. That's crazy. That'd be cute. That is crazy. We'll have to see how that develops, but um, hopefully if they do get a good yeah. TV partner, they pay the drivers more to win that race because, you know. Yeah. If they, they if it. nothing changes and they just get a network, I don't think anyone will tune in. No. No matter what network it's on. Yeah, especially if there's no Larson or Bell or anybody else. But yep. um, um, speaking of TV, though, Bobby Labonte's going to be in the Fox booth for Martinsville, which is pretty cool. Um, Kind of, cool. not random, but just, has he has he been in the booth before? I don't think he has. He did one of the stages at Darlington last year for Fox, oh and he was pretty good. Yeah. He's a really good analyst. The problem with last year, they had Bill Elliott, Bobby Labonte, and Richard Petty, I think, in the booth. Or Darlington. At the same time? And no, like oh. each stage one of right. them was in. Yeah. And Bobby was pretty good. Was he in and stage he's two a, or he's three? On race Hub. Was he in stage? I think he was stage two. Yeah, that's what two. remember we talked about this. That got me mad because he needs to be in stage three because he could actually talk about the race. Yeah. Bill was like, you know, dying the thirst. Not talking. Yeah. But yeah, that'll be cool. I'm excited they're giving him a full race. It'll be yeah, fun. He's good. Um, and then Tony Stewart's gonna be back at Talladega, I believe. Which, um, yeah, they're getting a lot of use out of him this year. Yeah, the, Tony Stewart's basically been the third guy, yeah. which is interesting. He's good. I like him, but I'm no Dale Jr. I wonder if Dale won't be for North Wilkesboro because he has been a pivotal part of getting oh, that will. track back going. Now that you say it, yeah, he will. I and it's you know it's like a big. You know they're gonna be talking about Earnhardt, all that. I I could I think yeah. it'd be yet yeah, with bro if if at all he'll be there. I can see it. That's actually a really good yeah. point you brought up. Yeah, I see it. But yeah, um, that's really cool. But yeah, Tony Stewart, he's really good in the booth. Um, I guess when yeah. Harvick joins, he won't really be in there anymore, which kind of sucks because I do enjoy Tony in the booth to be honest. But yeah, same. Whatever. Um, so let's get into this Hendrick versus nascar situation kind of i alluded to it earlier talking about politics um in the sport because oh my gosh last week um got the entire kind of world nascar world set on fire because um well we talked last week about how hendrick won their appeal right um yep or no they didn't win their appeal but they got their points back which was the they basically won, but they the only didn't. major part of their penalty that actually mattered got reversed completely, one hundred percent. Okay, Colleg, yep. which had a similar yet less penalty or a similar but less infraction because it was the same part, but it was just one of them on one car and not all of them. They go to the appeals panel, and it's a separate case because it's separate teams. So they go to, you know, separate appeals panel. It's different people in the appeals panel because they yep. pull from, you know, a pool. And they don't get their points um, reduced at all, did they? Correct. They got, they basically got it upheld. So it's for a lesser exactly penalty. For a lesser infraction, they get a bigger penalty. Yep. But it's the Correct. same. It's not like it's a. It's a, it's the same, the same type of infraction. But yep. the appeals panel sees it somehow differently, and that is 
I guess the core of the issue, and I, I don't hate the appeals panel. Denny Hamlin said it on his podcast. You need a third kind of party appeals you panel. You need it. Um, and, you know, picking three random people, I guess it's random. I don't know if it's random out of a pool of, you know, panelists to for it to be the most fair. I don't At that point, I don't know. Yeah, and NASCAR, after the Hendrick one went down, they changed some of their rules. And I guess now the appeals panel, they can no longer say, we agree with NASCAR, and then change the penalty. They can no longer do that, which is what they did with the Hendrick appeal, uh, the first one, and that Hendrick got their points back. They can no longer do that. NASCAR ruled saying, They can't reduce anything at all. Can they they go to like the minimum of the... uh, like the type of infraction, like the L one, L two. I thought I read. I believe that. in some cases. Yeah, I think like in they some can, cases. I think they can yeah. go to the minimum. But it. But problem was NAS- NASCAR's problem was you can't say you agree and then change the penalty. Anyway. Yeah, just because you like Jeff Gordon, like you can't just do that. <laughs> yeah, and the other problem that they did was like, hey, appeals panel, you are now allowed to release a statement for why you ruled the way you did. Yeah, because you they don't apparently they don't say much. They just say, we're gonna keep it the same. Thank you. Yeah. Bye. Like, bro. Yep. Cause also, I mean and the media themselves they're were asked their effect after. So you keep going. I, I guess it went into effect after Denny Hamlin's appeal. Right after. I don't know. Like right after. Yeah. <laughs> Literally yeah. hours after. So they after. didn't let the appeals talk about Denny's. Hours after. <laughs> At, like I think wasn't yeah. it the same day? <laughs> I think it was the same day, like hours. God, later. I love the NASCAR. They hate Diddy Hamlin so much. Um, they were like, "We're gonna do this, but we're gonna wait till Denny's done." God, uh, so petty. Yeah, it's and I think well, the appeals panel should have to give a reasoning, especially because they have so much control. It's the opinion of three people. Um. Which are kind of randomly selected out of a pool, which is, you could debate if that's fair or not, but I guess it is kind of fine. I don't know. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot that goes on in it. Um, but but the I don't know what thing that happened. The big thing that happened here is that Hendrick Motorsports, they got penalized again by NASCAR after Richmond. And weirdly, on a Thursday night, NASCAR announced penalties from Richmond. And because they took the 48 and 24 randomly center and then they were those were the random randomly those were the random um do they actually say it's random or do they just yeah they say it's random it is right so those are the random random cars (laughs) (laughs) don't aren't don't they normally just pick one no they always take two oh they always take two okay so yes random hmm and i think they already took randoms for because he won so um, yeah, I think it's the winner and two random, but okay. they they do that, and they found that the Hendrick Motorsports messed with some greenhouse pieces. Don't ask me what that is. I'm. Gay. I think the greenhouse but, is like the um. It's basically the area like the mm-hmm. windows inside the car, like that whole area. I want to say, but again, I'm gay. I don't actually know. So, right. I don't. I don't know either. But they apparently messed with that, so they basically got another big penalty. Yeah. They lost points, they lost money, etc. Um, Hendrick Motorsports says they are not going to appeal, which surprised me. 
They're probably just like, I don't want to play this game with NASCAR anymore. It's not that big of a deal. Like, whatever. whatever. We're done. Yeah. I think it'd been funny if they did appeal, though. How many points you did know, they lose? They were just. Was it like sixty? It was something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't write it down, unfortunately. But um. Na- Hendrick Motorsports said na- what NASCAR looked at was, quote, not related to on-track performance. Yeah, 60 points. End quote. Okay. And Hendrick also said their time, Hendrick Motorsports' time, will be better served focusing on race weekends rather than the appeal process, which I'm sure it takes a lot of time on their end to plan and everything. Interesting. Yeah. Quote from Alex Bowman. I don't have much else to say. Quote from Alex Bowman. It's a random inspection, man. It's completely random. Just chances got us there. I think that was sarcastic. (laughs) I think it was sarcastic. He's a sarcastic guy. He's great. Um, Yeah. But yeah, it's that. I mean, that just sucks. I mean, and especially for, you know, Bowman and Byron, they're just trying to do their jobs. Chad Knauss is also apparently doing his job very well. Um, (laughs) <laughs> or maybe not. I don't know. But what did so their substitute crew chiefs that were already ex, um suspended, they got suspended too. So now they mm-hmm. need a second substitute crew chief. How does that even work? I because then here comes Chad Knaus. Chad, Chad Knaus himself is going to have to get on the pit box. Lord have We're mercy. Put Jeff Gordon up there too. Rick, we have, they have no Rick one Hendrick's going to be up there by the end of the month. Rick Hendrick. Lord have mercy. We're going to Martinsville. You know them Hendrick cars like to cheat. They're going to Martinsville, oh. dude. You know what would be really cute? What? Is put Rick Hendrick as the crew chief for the 24, or Jeff Gordon, and then put Chad Knauss on the 48. That'd be really cute. That would Aww. be really cute. It'd be really cute. That would be really cute. They could have done it for Dirt Bristol. It's not like that. You, do you need a crew chief for Dirt Bristol? Like, what are you doing? What are you doing at Dirt yeah, Bristol, for they, real? I don't know who the crew I probably could have crew chief Dirt that? Bristol. Yeah. Change tires during stage two. I'm already better than Cliff Daniels. Oh my gosh, that's crazy. Gosh, <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> never mind. I can't. So, uh, um, before we wrap up the tea, so something I'm doing tomorrow as of recording, um, I'm going to dirt track in town because Kyle Larson started a new sprint car series called the High Limit Sprint Cars, and I'm gonna go. And I found out that Kyle Larson's going to be there. Alex Bowman is racing. And so is Casey Kane, my man Casey Kane. And yeah, I'll be going to that. I'm very excited. Um, we'll talk about it next week on the uh, podcast, but that'll be a lot of fun. I'm getting pit passes too, so maybe I'll be able to meet some people and everything. That'll be, be really fun. Yep. Yeah. And there's like tons of like big name sprint car drivers, like Donnie Schatz is racing it. Uh, Brad Sweet's racing it. Lakeside um, Speedway. That sounds like a Mario Kart track, dude. R- Riverside like Park, Mar- Lakeside Speedway. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's a dirt track like five minutes from Kansas Speedway, the NASCAR track. So it's wow. in that area. Cool. That's yeah. really cool. So I'm looking forward to that. I'll talk about it next week. 50K to win. That's nice. Yeah, fi- It's more than yeah, my salary. I could use some of that. I could use some of that. Well, I guess I'm going dirt racing. <laughs> <laughs> God. All right. Um, Fantasy. God. It's time for Zach's weekly ass kicking. So Let's go. I'm ready. I'm so sick. You have a golden horseshoe stuck up your ass. 
And you have my foot up your ass because you're getting beat. Apparently. That was pretty <laughs> like, good. Like, let's go. Um, so, yeah, Chastain finished 28th, your pick. Larson finished 34th. Thanks, Ryan Priest. Um, and then we also have IndyCar at Long Beach. But let's go. So, we're going to Martinsville for NASCAR. Um, yes. <laughs> you know what's funny? I had to think. I had to look hmm. up who won last year's fall race because of the Ross Chastain thing. Hmm. I did not remember. Oh. It was Bell. It was Bell. It was ironically. Bell. So, um, wait, and that's not a night race, still, is it? Oh no, no, yeah, it's not. Oh wait, yeah, it's not a night race. Oh, oh. it's still four hundred mi- uh, laps at least, but oh, yeah, it's not a night race. All right, ratings, whatever. See, I want a Saturday night race. Uh, then we can do the podcast on a Sunday. I know. Whatever. Dang. All right. Well, I have my pick. That you're probably yeah, going to take. And then I'm going to have to pick somebody else. We both picked Tyler Reddick. By the way, last week we both did pick Tyler Reddick to win and he finished second. I'm just saying. I know. And you stole it from me. I so. stole it from you. Right. All right. You ready to serve? Yeah, I'm right. ready, sir. Three, two, one. I fucking hate okay. you. I, I literally hate we this bo- man. I hate Alexander. This is not fair. We, in we what world Byron. is this fair? You know what? Fuck you. I'm gonna. I'm ready. I'm locked and loaded. I'm locked okay. and loaded. Bring it. Type it. I, I typed it. Three, two, one. All right. Bring okay. it. Bring it. Bring it, whore. Right. I picked Martin Truex Jr. He picked Christopher Bell. Truex is gonna win. Give me those three points. That's it. They are in the state of Virginia. Martin Truex, Truex Jr. Like is there. literally S plus tier in the state of Virginia. Yes. Yeah, I think Bell. Man, no way he wins Bell back. Bell is back. A, no. I think Bell's starting to get on a hot streak now. Nope. He's been running pretty good this year. He won the last time. I Byron, I think, was a risky pick actually because he sucked in the fall, which was weird. Yeah. But. I don't know. Truex didn't do too good in the fall either, but what I saw at Richmond, Hamlin and Truex, sure. I think, are probably the closest competitors to Hendrick, or at least Hamlin. Hamlin definitely is. Hamlin would have been a good pick, but he's Denny Hamlin. I'm not picking him. Um, Truex, yeah. though, I think he'll get a, his you know 70th Martinsville win. So, And uh, before I wrap that up, I have six points, and Zach has four. A win is three points, and just winning overall is one. Yep. IndyCar at Long Beach. I have four points. Zach still has zero. I got three for Joseph Newgarden's win at Texas. Yes, IndyCar is back this weekend on NBC and Peacock, and so is IMSA. Watch IMSA as well. Yeah, I need to watch IMSA. Um, well, I have my pick that's going to win Long Beach. Ready? Are you ready? Yes, I am typing. Oh my gosh, I almost hit sent. Sorry. All right. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one. Okay. Okay. So I picked Pato Award. And then... Pinsky. And then Alex picked Alex Pillow. Yes. Interesting. Explain your Alex Pillow pick, because I just find it interesting. He is consistently in the top five. Okay. And I think that's a safe pick. Pato Award is too, so... <laughs> Pato's I mean, actually jo- consistently oh. in the top three, so I'm good. Pato <laughs> has been finishing second both races this year. Yep. 
and probably should have won both of them, quite frankly, yep. or could have won both of them. Uh, I think Pelot's just solid, always up there. I don't know if I necessarily trust Joseph to win Long Beach. I don't trust he might, Joseph. He might. After what? He might win. He might win the next fifteen races. Like he could. He's not good. It's just like it's so hit or miss. I don't. I want to get a few more races in so before he's not I start that trusting good. him fully. He's not good. No, he's not. It's just the consistency. Exactly. Yes, he's he not is. that good. Don't, don't talk about our man like he's that. He's not as good as <laughs> it's April Fools. It's he's not as good as Max Verstappen. <laughs> no one's we as good as Max Verstappen. Uh-huh. Max. I don't even know. I'm my literally losing brain cells. <laughs> um but yeah, there's like so many guys you could pick for this race. You could pick Rossi, you could pick McLaughlin. This you could, could be pick a good Power. race for Rossi to actually kind of show up. This could be a good sure. race for him to show uh, up. He New needs, Garden I, did win this race last year. Uh, yeah. Grosjean was second, and Grosjean. When is Grosjean going to win a race? I think it happens this year. It's just it needs needs. I'll to tell you where it could together. happen. Starts that? with an I. Oh, oh. Indy. Yeah, Iowa. Okay. Which one? Iowa? <laughs> Maybe I guess we'll find out. <laughs> that should have been my bold prediction. That's a secret. Roman Grosjean <laughs> wins at a track that starts with I. There's what both Indy road course races, Indy 500, oh, both Iowa. That's a third of the schedule, dude. Like <laughs> at least like half the schedule. <laughs> I should have said. Oh man, that should have been my bold prediction. Jesus, that's funny. Oh my god. Wow. All right, let's see if you can get on the board this weekend for IndyCar. Or NASCAR, too. I've literally done nothing in NASCAR since I think Kyle Busch won. I've done nothing. So, right, that's great. Love it. Love yeah. it. Yay. I can't <laughs> wait for Martin Truex to literally get spun by, like, his own teammate this weekend. I Just, Yeah, I can't wait. I'm so excited. And then, well, and who then did you I'll pick? Get the point Christopher Bell 20th. will literally ride on the wall, Lightning McQueen style, or I guess Ross Chastain style, to win that race. I didn't even mean to allude to the melon move. What What is it called? Hail Melon? Mm-hmm. God. Too bad they banned it. I was excited to see qualifying this weekend. Oh, <laughs> oh no. God. Speed oh, the speedrunner strats. <laughs> Literally, that's like a speedrunner thing. It's like you're doing something that it you're not supposed to do runner. to go faster. Right. <laughs> God. Um. Wish my internet would stop sucking. Okay, he's back. Sorry. Let's get off before my internet completely blows up. Um. Yeah, you keep freezing. Yeah, bro. it's because it I'm me. using my wired connection, which is somehow worse than my normal whatever anyways um thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode um check out caleb's socials um down below um caleb was a lot of fun to have on a lot of cool discussion um follow us mm-hmm. the gay racing podcast follow us on twitter at gay racing pod follow me on twitter at dreamy gp follow alex at new gaden and when twitter inevitably shuts down because elon musk has no idea what he's doing Follow us on Instagram at Gay Racing Pod as well, so that you can, you know, follow us. Um, why your mouth? Why is your mouth moving? What? Your mouth was moving. I was trying not to laugh. I don't know what you're talking I about. I don't. <laughs> um, enjoy the races this weekend. Martinsville should be should be a good one. 
I think. We'll see. The package. That's. <laughs> God. This is the most NASCAR thing ever. Where it's like the third or fourth race of something, and it's like, this will be the true test. <laughs> Isn't that the right? God. This will it be really the true is, test. It really is, though. Yeah. And yeah, leave us a rating on Spotify and Apple if you enjoyed listening as well. Yep. All right, friends. We will see you guys next week. Bye-bye. We're less weird.